Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I'm your host as always, David Cower, and thank you guys so, so much for tuning into the show, for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. It means so much to me. Thank you. I cannot thank you guys enough. So today's episode is going to be a continuation of the uh, story from yesterday where I was traveling in the United Kingdom. And uh, yeah, so here we go. Uh, But yeah, basically uh, I was walking around London. It's a beautiful day, sunny day. I was taking pictures of everything. I was walking around. I was being asked for directions by by tourists and school children. Um, At the same time, uh, right around Parliament, there was also a um, a, uh, protest going on by some soldiers uh, that had fought uh, at some point in India, and they were uh, demanding, you know, their compensation that they had been waiting on, the promises that the um, British uh, government had made to them as far as uh, taking care of them because they helped out the British soldiers during this uh, campaign. Um, but they were just kind of standing there. They weren't really causing a problem, uh, though all of the guards around Parliament did have, uh, you know, obviously they were prepared for uh, any potential rioting or anything that might happen if, if the protests got out of hand. Um, so you couldn't get too, too close to everything uh, for that reason. Um, but of course, you know, uh, I, I walked around and, and, and took my photos and, you know, smiled at all the, the bobbies with their uh, auto, uh, their their rifles and you know greeted them and <laughs> and yeah so there was that um, I didn't take any pictures of them because I didn't want to freak them out or like I was some kind of a journalist I was like building 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 tree church you know uh, tower uh, tower of London <laughs> you know uh, the river you know all of those things so. Um, didn't want to do anything to kind of provoke them or to cause any any issue um, and uh, yeah so I walked around um, I eventually uh, ac- accidentally found uh, the palace and took photos of that I didn't really intend to go there that first day I was going to google it and figure out where you know all that stuff was um, and I was just walking around taking pictures next thing you know I'm staying in front of um, Buckingham Palace and um you know, took took photos of that. Uh, I'd got there before really anyone else was there. The normal tourist flow wasn't there. So I'm taking pictures. I took a couple little videos. And then all of a sudden, um, a flood of people show up. So I got out there ahead of, the, of that. And uh, that was good because I got some really awesome photographs um, without any people standing there. I mean, aside from... Uh, the guards, and that was really, really nice, um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so that was that was good. Uh, then I walked back, uh, ended up in uh, Trafalgar Square, and took some photos there, and then just started walking. I, I, I looked down the river, and I saw what I could see, and realized that I was, um, you know, I saw like, uh, several of the, the bridges like London's bridge, <clears throat> uh, London bridge, uh, Shakespeare's globe, things like that. 
So I started walking along the river and started going around taking photos, um, you know, just enjoying all the scenery and, and uh, walking around. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, I walked a good bit that day. I could, I could start to feel it in my, uh, in my feet. Um, you know, I eventually stopped for lunch because my feet were killing me. Um, and I didn't really have the right shoes for that kind of travel um, or that kind of walking. Uh, on that day, I wore just some, like, skateboard shoes. Uh, I had uh, Airwalks, and they just really weren't good for that. I had some other shoes with me uh, that I eventually used throughout the rest of the trip. But, um, you know, I got some food, walked around even more, and according to uh, my Fitbit that I had, I walked a total of about... Uh, 18 miles that day so you know I walked a good bit around the town you know and uh, saw a bunch of stuff took a lot of wonderful um, photographs um, I also hopped in and caught a ride on the London Eye and took a ton of photographs from the eye um, and you know, just was absolutely thrilled. I also got uh, asked by several people to for me to take their photograph. Um, I don't know why they thought I was some kind of a professional photographer because they all had these these really expensive cameras, and I'm sitting there with my BlackBerry Storm taking photographs <laughs> with with that. I did have my professional camera with me, um, but most of the pictures I took were were with my phone because it was just easier to get out and take a photo. Um, but to go back to the 18 miles, for those of you who are listening overseas, um, or are on the metric system, which is what we should be on, uh, it was about 28.9 kilometers that I walked in that first day in shoes that were not made for walking, um, long distances in. So, so yeah, so I did all of that, had a great, great time, got back to my hotel that evening, um, after uh, stopping at a pub for some food, um, I got a, a basket of, of uh, chips and a, uh, um, I got them to make me a Moscow mule, which is funny because most of them were like, oh, we just serve beer. I was like, well, I mean, can you just put some vodka and some lime grenadine together for me and I'll, I'll be happy. Um, and so they did it. It was uh, a little expensive, but they did it. And, um, you know, I had my, my chips and all that. And I was close to my hotel by that time. So I walked over to the hotel, and there was a cricket match on in the hotel, in the pub in the hotel. And uh, so I was walking through, and I was like, huh, cricket. And I stopped, and two of the uh, gentlemen there that were sitting in the pub, I believe they're regulars, they didn't seem to be uh, hotel guests, um, asked me, they were like, oh, you, you like cricket? And I was like, I'm, I'm from the States, I don't know anything about cricket. And they're like, oh, come on over, you know, get a drink and come on over and we'll teach you how cricket works. We'll explain it to you and you can watch the match with us. And so I was like, sure, why not? I'm getting to immerse in the culture even more. 
Um, and to this day, unfortunately, I still have no idea uh, anything really about cricket. I mean, they explained everything to me, but it just didn't compute. Uh, what they were saying didn't seem to match up with what the players were doing, and I didn't really understand what the players were doing. Um, so I, I'm still not an expert in cricket. I probably need to read a book about it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it was a good time to hang out with some locals and to learn some about the, uh, the British culture. So I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we had a good time, you know, drinking at the, uh, at the pub. And so, um, you know, I then went up to my room and realized, took off my shoes and socks, and I had a massive blister on my foot, just right on the ball of my foot. I had this huge, about quarter-sized blister or uh, pound a euro coin size blister on my foot and uh so you know it had torn open uh when I took my sock off and so it was you know not to get too gross but it was it was not in good shape uh I was bleeding uh from it as well so I needed to clean it up so I couldn't really walk that well. I did, it hurt too bad to put my socks and shoes back on, and I didn't think that was the right thing to do. So um, I got on my cell phone. I called down to the front desk and told them what room I was in. I said, hey, do you guys have any uh, bandages or um, you know, uh, peroxide or anything like that in your, in your you know, shop downstairs do I need to go across the street or wherever to a to a local um, pharmacy and they were like what are you talking about we don't know what a bandage is and I was like yeah I like band-aid you know and they were like nope no we don't <laughs> so, so I was like okay I said um, my foot is bleeding um, and in America we have these things that have stickies on each side and then like a pad in the middle and we stick it to where the bleeding is happening and it stops it and sometimes we put like ointment or salve underneath it on the actual wound and then you know put the put the sticky thing on there and it heals up and they're like oh you mean you're looking for plasters and I was like if what I described is called a plaster then by Jove that's what I'm looking for <laughs> So they're like, we will send some supplies up to you, sir. Uh, <clears throat> and that was when probably the absolute coolest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life happened. And just because of the novelty of it. So I'm sitting there in the bathroom on the edge of the bathtub washing my foot, trying to clean up the wound, trying to pull away the, the loose skin uh, so that you know when I put the stuff they're bringing up to me on it, it's going to be good for healing. So, got all that done, and comes a knock to the door. So I walk, uh, hobble, more accurately, hobble over to the door, and um, open the door, and here is a really well-dressed older gentleman in, like, a suit, holding a, a silver platter, you know, on his hand, like Alfred from Batman. I mean, it was just 
ridiculously cool looking. <laughs> I wanted to take a picture of him, but I didn't want to offend him either, so I didn't do that. But yeah, so they delivered me plasters and some uh, like Neosporin on a silver platter. And so I gave the guy like uh, 10 pounds tip because uh, I was like, that's just the coolest thing ever. And uh, so get uh, get that from him, give him his tip. He heads home. He heads back to wherever he heads back to. I'm probably not home. He was probably still working. And I head back to the bathroom. I patch up my foot, um, wrap, wrap everything up with a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, clean sock, you know, I kind of put a sock on that foot so that, you know, it holds the bandage in place and lay down and just go to sleep. <laughs> and, uh, when I wake up the next morning, I find out that uh, a couple blocks away is a actual pharmacy. Uh, so I go in and pick up extra bandages and cleaning supplies and, um, you know, things like that. And I'm wearing my proper shoes. Because I always travel with two pairs of shoes. I travel with one pair of shoes just for like if there's like traveling, like easy to get in out of uh, type shoes. Um, and, you know, just, just like maybe going out to eat or whatever. And then I have my pair of shoes for walking. And those were the ones I should have wore. Um, or if I'm going like to somewhere tropical, I'll have two pairs of shoes and a pair of sandals or flip-flops so um so yeah so i i got all that stuff i got some snacks and drinks because there was a refrigerator in my room so i got some some drinks and stuff so i have stuff in the room for me I headed back because i opened early the pharmacy opened early headed back got everything sorted got dressed got ready and headed back out um so around this time um, the movie, a couple of movies came out that I wanted to see. Uh, one was Star Trek, uh, the remake of Star Trek with uh, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. And the other one was Wolverine Origins, uh, X-Men Wolverine Origins. So I wanted to go to a different town. I wanted to see something interesting. So I decided to hop on uh, the underground and ride to the city of Uxbridge and go to the theater there. It was pretty close to the actual um, underground station. It was only a couple blocks away. And there was a pizza place right close to the theater as well. So I thought, why not? You know, it's somewhere I've never been, which pretty much covered everywhere in the United Kingdom. Uh, it's somewhere I've never been. Uh, so, so let's go. <clears throat> so I go. And of course, nowadays, it's common in America. But I go to the theater first, and I want to get my tickets, and then I'm going to go get a bite to eat. So I get my tickets, and the gentleman's like, where would you like to, uh, where would you like to sit? And I looked at him, uh, trying not to, to laugh or, or be as much of a smart aleck as I um, could be. And I said, well, preferably in a chair. Um, because in America at the time, we didn't have assigned seating. You know, that was unheard of. Matter of fact, it, it's still fairly new now. So I'm, he's like, no, what chair in the theater do you want to sit in? And I was like, uh, and then he shows me, you know, the screen. He points to the screen in front of me, and I'm like, oh, what 
chair, like physical chair. Oh, okay. So I choose a chair, and he's like, okay, so the movie starts in an hour and a half. Um, if you want to go get some food, you can. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm going to go get a bite to eat you know, at this pizza place around the corner. Um, he's like, no, no, you don't understand. You can, if you want to go there and get food and bring it back for the movie, you can. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the heavens have opened and shown me a perfect movie theater where I don't have to buy crappy movie theater food. Um, granted, movie theaters in America are getting better about their food, but I'm you know, not a huge like popcorn fan. I'd really want something substantial, um, not just something to snack on that's empty calories. So, um, especially considering my caloric intake is unusual anyway. So, uh, I was like, no, I'm going to go over there and eat there. I just want to get the ticket early so I, you know, have that done. So I go over there and eat and, uh, you know, enjoy this this pizza restaurant that was right there and, um, you know, enjoyed that, had fun, uh, walked around a little bit, and then it was about time for the movie to start. So I go to the theater, I sit down in my chair, you know, gave the gentleman my ticket, he tore it, I went and sat down in my chair. And uh, movie's about ready to start, and this group of people come in with tons of food. It looked like they were going to have a picnic. They had pizza and all this different stuff. It was great. And so they invited me to come and uh, join them, you know, and eat with them. So I, I, I did. And uh, so we sat there together and watched uh, Wolverine, um, which was, uh, you know, an okay movie. It was, I can't, I hate what they did to Deadpool because uh, they made him stupid, but. You know, thankfully, Ryan Reynolds has since solved that issue. But yeah, so um, after the movie, I walked around, took some photos, and did some stuff in Uxbridge, and then I returned back to London to do more touristy things there. Um, and then I actually returned to my hotel room earlier that day uh, than I did the day before because I wanted to start planning out my next trip because I knew I wanted to go to Cambridge. I knew I wanted to go to... Um, um, you know, a couple different uh, cities within, uh, you know, within UK, like uh, Cardiff. Um, I wanted to go to the uh, train station and figure out what the cost would be to go into France, which I ended up not doing because I had so many other things in uh, in England that I wanted to do. But, um, you know, I knew I, there were several towns I wanted to go to. So I did all that, started playing out my journey, uh, made some phone calls uh, and and did all that. I also f wanted to find out where Abbey Lane was, uh, or uh, yeah, so I could go there. You know, the iconic where the Beatles crossed the street. I was hoping that I'd be able to go there and get my picture taken crossing the street like the Beatles did. Even though I was just one person, I still wanted to do it, um, which I couldn't because I went on a Tuesday, and uh, everybody was at work. It's actually like a neighborhood, so. Uh, or Abbey Road, sorry, Abbey Road, not Lane. But anyway, um, you know, it's like a neighborhood. So, you know, everybody's at work. There was no traffic. I mean, I felt like I was the only person there. Like maybe, like aliens had abducted everybody in the area, <laughs> and I was the last one. Like they missed me, because um, you know, I was I was just there walking around. So I walked around, took pictures, whatever, had a good time. Um, Cambridge was a blast. I happened to be there for their 800 year. Uh, anniversary um, and uh, I was walking around taking pictures so somebody thought I was like an alumni 
uh, uh, so they actually gave me, um, oh no, sorry, not 800 years, what was I thinking? Yeah, no, it was 800 years. Okay, yeah, 800 years. Anyway, so they thought I was an alumni because uh, I was walking around taking photos of the university and some of the other universities in the area. They thought I was maybe doing an article. Uh, so they actually gave me a University of Cambridge uh, 800 years celebration shirt, um, which is really funny because when I came back to the States, I'd wear it. And people were like, oh, wow, you went to Cambridge? And I was like... No, I went and took pictures of Cambridge, and I got a free shirt. <laughs> so uh, that was really cool. So I'll wear that sometimes if people people think that I, I went to, you know, University of Cambridge, um, you know, and, which I probably could have. I mean, I was invited to join Mensa when I was 21, so I was, you know, not too shabby on the whole intelligence uh, bit. So I probably could have went, um, but obviously I was in you know, North Carolina, not, not uh, England at the time. So, uh, but anyway, that was blast. Uh, there was a um, the day I was in Cambridge, uh, you know, there was like a little market square where they had like a, like a little open market uh, where people came out and sold stuff. Um, and it was really cool. I, I did some uh, window shopping. Um, I walked around the town and did a bunch of window shopping. Um, and then after that, uh, one day I went to Cardiff because at the time, um, Doctor Who had been recently uh, revised. Um, we had uh, David Tennant as the uh, as the current Doctor at the time, and um, the uh, Torchwood had been introduced, which was they were based in Cardiff, so. Um, I went there because I really wanted to see uh, the the locations from uh, from Torchwood, and had a blast taking photos. And went out to the to the uh, to the Bay Area, uh, and and took pictures of some of the the, the boats, and um, it just had a grand time there. And then there was a. Uh, semi-finals rugby match going on that day so the town was pretty much shut down when I got there we got there right before the match started um, so there really wasn't a lot to do because just about everything was closed except for the pubs you know I mean it was a huge rugby match um, and of course I could have went to go watch it um, I had several people invite me to go uh, but I was wanting to sightsee, and I was like, well, this is kind of perfect. I can get pictures of things where no one's around. So I walked around the town. Of course, I had to dodge um, uh, vomit in the streets from where a couple people had had a little bit too much to drink at the pub and had stepped outside to vomit so they could go back in and start drinking again. Um, so there was that, but beyond that, the streets were pretty empty. So I got some great photos, and turns out there happened to be a Doctor Who um, exhibit that had been set up with a bunch of props and uh, things from the actual show, uh, like the police call box and things like that. So I actually got my picture taken by these two uh, girls who were also going through the exhibit, which was really cool. They took my picture, I took their picture in front of the call box from 
Doctor Who, and then of course I took pictures of some of the other stuff there because I'm a huge, huge Whovian. Um, <laughs> um, I still need to catch up. I've been so far behind with my science fiction watching because I've been writing so much. But um, but yeah, just a really awesome show. Something that my dad watched when he was young, and then we kind of bonded over when it came back when uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston took over as the Doctor in the kind of rebirth of the series. So, you know, had a lot of fun with that. That was quite fun. Um, went to the bus station because my bus ticket said I was supposed to hop on a bus at uh, like 5 o'clock to head back to London. So I go to the bus station and nobody is there. There's one guy sitting there by himself in front of the bus terminal just hanging out, not looking like he's too incredibly happy about the fact that he had to hang out there. Um, so I was like, hey, here for my bus trip back to London. And he's like, son, the, the, well, he didn't say that, but, you know, this is translated into American. <laughs> he goes, lad, uh, there's the rugby match is on. You're not going anywhere until the match is over. You know, town shut down. You're not leaving. So I suggest you go find something to do. So um, I, I ended up uh, finding a pub that wasn't too overly crowded and watched the end of the rugby match. Uh, a couple of guys uh, that were there that were very enthusiastic um, invited me to join in with their group. I looked at the color of the clothing that they were wearing, looked up at the TV, and when they asked me what team I was rooting for, I pointed, I was like, you know, I don't know their name and I'm, I'm an American, but those guys, I'm rooting for those guys. And they were like, yeah, right answer. You know, they were excited because I picked the color that they were wearing. Um, I honestly didn't know who the better team was or who I should be rooting for. I just matched with what they were wearing, you know, so it didn't like beat me up or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that's the type of thing that happens. Uh, when watching a rugby match if you try and assimilate with a group and say you're rooting for the other team. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so it was fun. I watched the last bit of the match and uh, I really didn't understand what was going on with rugby either. Um, but, you know, it seemed like it went well and, and everybody seemed to be happy about what happened. So I was happy about what happened and headed back to the bus station after the match and, and saw that there were many more people there now and that there looked like there were people waiting on a bus. Uh, so I walked over to that group of people and said, hey, are you guys on, waiting for this bus back to London? And they, of course, said yes, that they were. And I said, great, I'm getting on that bus too because that's where I'm headed. And so we all got on the bus and rode back to London, uh, stopped at the bus terminal, and I walked over to the uh, to the underground station and rode the underground back to uh, my hotel, which, um, let's see here, I'm going to say I was a couple, like maybe two kilometers from King's Cross, um, but let me see, because I'm not in my car right now. Let me see if I can find 
the uh, the station that was my stopping point near the hotel. Uh, it was the Russell Square station. Yes, right by Russell Square. Quite obviously, because why would you name a station that was next to a square something different? Um, and the pharmacy that I went to uh, was Boots Pharmacy. So there you go. Um, the pub that I watched rugby in, might as well since I'm here, right? Callahan's Bar. So there you go. <laughs> that was the pub at the hotel, which was the Holiday Inn London Bloomsbury. Uh, which is actually right now quite an, uh, an attractive price. Uh, $124 a night uh, U.S. That's quite uh, reasonable for such a nice hotel, actually. Um, but yeah, so very, very nice hotel. Very close to a lot of stuff. Like, for instance, the Charles Dickens Museum. Had a lot of fun there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge lover of reading, as you guys know, especially considering I've been writing books quite frequently. Um, you know, it's it's just a couple miles from everything. It's not really that far. I mean, it's close to Piccadilly Circus uh, Station. You know, Soho, like I said, the Theater District, Chinatown. Um, you know, there's just a lot there. There's a lot of really cool stuff close by. Um, so I, that's why I did so much walking. I'd literally walk down um, uh, Russell Square Street, where it turned into A4200, until I got to uh, St. Mary Lestrand Church. And then I'd just go from there, you know, either left or right, and head off into some direction if I was going closer into town. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of really, really awesome stuff there um, in that area, really close by. And, you know, it was, it was nice, close in town. So, definitely saw a lot of great stuff. Had a lot of, a lot of good times um, while I was there. Met a lot of fantastic people. And um, the flight back to America was a lot less eventful. It was pretty quiet. Um, thankfully, again, it was, uh, uh, a better class of seating in the coach area than normal coach for local flights because I was sitting between two rather large, uh, gentlemen and, uh, it would have been extremely uncomfortable to sit in between two people that large <laughs> in the smaller seats of a local flight in economy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a really fun, fun trip. You know, I, I took taxis and trains and, um, the underground. I love the underground and actually I'll talk about that right quick. Um, if you go to London, if you go ride the underground and I'm not just saying that because it's a good idea for quick and easy tra uh, transit, I loved the underground stations themselves. Uh, they're all themed. They're all, um, uh, you know, set up to look like different um, themes, depending on what station they are. Like the station um, that was close to Baker Street was actually themed in Sherlock Holmes uh, theme. You know, so there was that. Um, you know, so each station had a different look to it. 
and it was just really cool. I actually literally one day spent most of my time just riding the underground. Just I'd get out of the station, uh, look around, walk around, take some take some pictures, come up above ground, you know, kind of see the sights, then go back and um, go to the next station. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I do that quite a bit where I'll just hop off the train for random places and do that. Like when I was in Germany, which I'll get to that story eventually. When I was in Germany, I would do that. I'd be like, wow, that town sounds really neat. Huh, I've never been there before. And I hop off and I walk around town. So, you know, it was uh, really interesting. It was a great city to go to. Um, you know, I loved Cambridge. I loved Cardiff. I went to several other uh, smaller uh, cities, um, and, you know, I had a grand time. It's definitely somewhere that I need to go back and need to really dig in and explore, uh, some more. Um, it's on my to travel back to list. There's a lot of places that I want to travel back to, like Germany. I want to go back to, um, to London. I want to go to Toronto and actually stay and actually go out and see the city and not be on a quarantine list with the rest of my flight. Um, yeah, that's always fun. Um, I want to go to, for the first time, I want to go to Japan. I've never been, but I've always been fascinated with the culture and the architecture. I love architecture. And, um, you know, so I want to go there and, and just take thousands of photos. Um, you know, and I want to go to so many other countries. It's just, I can't list them all. <laughs> it would take hours. So, um, basically, just put down, I want to go everywhere. Um, you know, and I'll cover it. Um, so, I'm going to do uh, Germany. I've made two trips to Germany. That's another uh, set of episodes I'll do. And then I'll talk about some of the states I've been in. Um, I have traveled cross-country. I've traveled to about 26 of the 50 states in the United States. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'll start talking about some of the interesting facts and things I've seen in the different states in the United States and kind of do some stuff like this. Um, I do have some interviews coming up, um, that I'll be putting out as well. And yeah, so I hope you've enjoyed this, this quick whirlwind trip through, uh, through the UK and, uh, London and, uh, you know, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you, and car thoughts out. Yeah, David and car thoughts. Car thoughts, as done by David. Uh, David is an American gentleman, and uh, he would be, and I've told him this in a message, <laughs> he would be what I would call a prolific podcaster. And by that, he does a daily podcast um, from his car. And these are car thoughts. These are not thoughts about cars. How many thoughts can you have about cars? Mm, it's a nice car. Mm, drives really well. No, it's the thoughts that he has. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> I've, I've done too much talking. Huh? Orange juice. <clears throat> yeah, so he, David and car thoughts. Recordings in his car. Um, sometimes he's by himself. Sometimes he's do, he does interviews. Um, and it's really interesting stuff. And the thing with, the thing with David is that... Um, He's very thoughtful um, when he speaks and and, and um, what he speaks about. It's kind of like there's a lot of um, thought gone into um, what he's saying. And even though sometimes it's, uh, uh, you know, sort of spontaneous stuff coming out as well, it kind of like adds to the mix of things. 
and it's very pleasant to listen to as well. And because he's a daily podcast, uh, I've told him I, I, I have trouble keeping up. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, there was one thing that um, David had said to me about um, I'd done a podcast in the shower. And if you want to go back after this podcast, it's about five or six podcasts ago, and I did a podcast in the shower. Um, and one of the things that was uh, had occurred to me while I was in the shower, apart from, ooh, look at that. No, uh, one of the things that occurred to me while I was in the shower uh, was that in the shower is where I get a lot of uh, inspiration for things. It's where you get these those um, those aha moments. Aha. And then, of course, you've got nothing to write it down on. I might start writing on the tiles. I uh, don't know if Mrs F would be too keen on that but uh, in, in in a similar way David was saying that he gets some of his best thoughts while he's driving um, so I think uh, he, he decided that uh, you know he would do a podcast while he's driving and I like it and uh, I would definitely recommend listening to it um, you can even listen to it while you're driving I suppose but I, I tend to listen to it while I'm sitting at home working because it's it, he also keeps you company as well it's, it's like it's, sometimes it's like he's talking to you just you. I mean, that's the, the the good secret of a good podcaster, a good radio guy, is where it feels like a one to one, and and it's and it's like that with David, and it's really cool, and I, and I, and, I, and I quite enjoy that kind of thing. So um, that's all the nice things I can say about car thoughts with David.